Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 101st issue of the Bad Carry Funky Podcast. This is the only podcast that has a bad feeling about this. Bef- See what I did there? Before we shoot first into the debate of whether or not Rey is a Skywalker or if Luke has any lines at all in The Last Jedi, let's introduce our... Ca- or, sorry, sorry, I rewrote this. <clears throat> introduce our cast, we must. Dave the Bearded Menace. Never will you find a more impressive cast of scum and villainy. TV's Casey. Do it. Do it. Jay's Mac. <coughs> I'm Darth Vapor. Nice. I thought it was going for space balls. <laughs> can't breathe in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm your host for the evening, Booster Greg. Uh, now that we've gotten that business out of the way, let's kill all the younglings and crack some younglings and talk more about Star Wars for an hour or so. Or kill less. all the younglings and uh, the, the first kind of uh, point on the agenda for tonight, uh, gentlemen. Let's let's talk about like the first time we saw Star Wars. So, like, I want to know like how old you were and what made you fall in love with the series. What is it about A New Hope that made you fall in love? Um, we're going to start off with our Star Wars expert, David Bader Menace. Ooh. So I was maybe 12 years old, give or take, when I first saw Star Wars. Wow. Um, so I saw it much later in life, as most people yeah. did. Jeez. Um, my brother was in... I remember playing with the toys when I was a kid, because so my brother had some of the Star Wars toys. But I never saw it, like, ever until we moved here to Connecticut. And Sci-Fi Channel was having like a marathon of all the Star Wars movies, pretty much, hmm. and it was hosted by uh, Billy D. Williams. Um, so it was a random Saturday. I was like, "Yeah, why not?" So I sat down to watch it, and it just when when the when the freaking like Star Destroyer just like comes in, pretty much on top of the screen, chasing like the blockade runner, chasing like Princess Leia. I was like, "This is fantastic!" I remember getting it to like em- to Empire in that in the marathon. And my sister's boyfriend comes over and he's like, oh, cool, Star Wars. And I'm just like glued to the TV screen. And he's like, you've never seen this before? And I was like, no. (laughs) And he was like, oh. And just backed up and walked away. He left me to my own devices pretty much. That's awesome. Um, But yeah, I mean, what made me fall in love with the series was just like, it was like one of the first like movies or stories or whatever you want to call it that I ever saw that. The narrative or just the images fit my imagination of what I thought like a futuristic world could be or what an alien like world would be an alien, like how the aliens interact and what everything looked like. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And like, especially when you're 12, you're like a really like odd little, you know, odd kid. I was like, like I was 12 years old, about the size of like a 17 year old. So for me, I kind of like related to, um, of course, Chewbacca, who's bigger than everybody. And I'm like. He's like me. He's massive and he's brown. Yes, we're the same. And it just, I don't know, just made sense to me the entire universe. So interesting, interesting. Um, how did I know that he, Chewbacca was going to be like? Of course. Like you, you see Chewbacca and you're just like, he's like me. <laughs> he's I, I, I picture 12 year old Dave to have the beard. That, that's how <laughs> I envision it. Um, well, uh, the Casey. beard was born first, and then, like, I grew out of it. Uh, yeah. yeah, the beard well, popped out. Hmm. Let me think back. Well, I know that at my old house, 
it was a two-family house, and my aunt and uncle lived upstairs. And I was six years old, and my parents aren't into anything cool, but my aunt was big into Star Wars and Disney, and little did she know that they would eventually merge one day, <laughs> 25 years into the future, <laughs> or so, it seemed. Um, uh, when did the special edition come out? 97? 96? The THX editions? Yeah, VHS. Yeah, those were 97, 98. So on my seventh birthday was when I saw Star Wars for the first time. May of 1997. Um, My aunt had just gotten the VHS tapes. And I sat there and I watched all of them. End to end to end. And I had a million and one questions. And I would watch them again and again. And I'd go upstairs every day and I'd watch them over and over again. And I'm so grateful that I saw them before kids in school ever talked about it because I didn't have the reveal of Darth Vader ruined for me. Nice. Oh, wow. And it's something I hold true to today. And I'll never talk about it in public with other people because I would hate for a kid to overhear it. Hmm. It's just that twist in Empire Strikes Back. There's just so much magic to that. And I think that it might be the greatest reveal in cinema history. I've seen a lot of movies. But I don't know if there's one that will really hit a fan harder than that, hearing it for the first time. I wonder if that's like M. Night Shyamalan's like goal is to like beat that. <laughs> Listen, he's he's winning me back some big friggin' points. Once I finished seeing Split, and it was like, oh, by the way, it's technically in the same universe as Unbreakable, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, what? The Shyamalan no, Ding Dong I mean, extended <laughs> universe. <laughs> Yeah, we a, did a podcast a, about that one too. Woo! A, yeah, it's a pretty simple story for me, but from watching the trilogy, it grew to buying all the young adult reader books, like the old Jedi Academy ones, and then moving on to all the video games that were coming out for Nintendo sixty four at the time, and you know, eventually reading the Big Boy novels and dressing up as Luke Skywalker for my eighth birthday party. Nice <laughs> Jedi nice. style. It was good. It's nice. good times. Uh, what about you, Jay's Mac? Oh man, next generation. My favorite. Next generation. <laughs> <sighs> Don't stop. I had to fucking I feel like do you it. said that to hurt me. You said that to hurt me. I feel like it. <laughs> um, so my first exposure to Star Wars was actually <clears throat> uh, Return of the Jedi, I'm pretty sure. I was probably like five or six. And uh, it was just one of those tapes that like my parents had. They had no idea what the fuck Star Wars was, but they just like put it on because I'd stop, you know jumping around, running around, breaking shit, and I just watch Ewoks all day, and, like, <laughs> I just have this fond memory of just fucking Ewok party. I'm like, guys, like, where do I go when I'm an adult to do this? And uh, <laughs> then I found out about furry conventions later on as an adult, <laughs> and, you know, it just it just never was the same for me. Um, <laughs> this took a really dark turn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You don't expect that when somebody says Ewoks, but I hey, know. what are you going to do? Yeah, well, they're the tiniest of furries. Um, no, so <clears throat> after after I saw that, right there. yeah, like I didn't actually understand what I was watching as a kid, right? Until my best friend actually got that TXX uh, edition, and we actually got to sit down and watch all three tapes, like one after another as well, Casey. Um, and I had that same experience. At that point, though, I already knew the big reveal, you know? Um, yeah, no! yeah, I knew that you know Luke made out with his sister, and that was just like super fucked up. And I already knew about that, but uh, no, I knew I knew it was gonna happen. You know, after hearing kids talking to fans all the time, saying 
Luke, I am your father, having it all crazy and echoey. Um, so that part was ruined for me, but also I don't have a heart, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's um, fair. Yeah. But yeah, that was my first exposure was, you know, uh, Star Wars was more of a babysitter for me than anything else as a kid. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sad. No. 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 Pretty much over it's not your, at this point. It's not your fault, Jason. No. <laughs> it's not your fault. Uh, for for me, I don't remember how old I was when I first watched Star Wars. I, I was young. I'm going to say single, single digits for sure. Um, a wee lad. But unlike you guys, I didn't know that there were more. I thought it was like Star Wars. And that was it. Like, uh, you just watched the one you Star Wars? You just War? got one and that's it. Um, and I heard about like, you know, the twists and stuff through like friends. And I just assumed it was like a book or something like that. And I was like, I'm not going to read the book. This is stupid. Um, and then I can't read. Yeah, I still don't read. I tried to read. It's, it doesn't really work out so well. Um, it, I got to a point where I must have been in middle school at this point. And um, I remember I was at um, one of my buddies, like his family had a summer house. So we were there and there's an old VHS of Empire Strikes Back and I saw it and I was like, I saw Luke Skywalker like on the back of the box and I was like, oh, like, what's this? And he goes, oh, that's Empire Strikes Back. And I was like, what's that? And he goes, oh, it's like, it's Star Wars part two, essentially, number two. Star Wars two. And I was like, there's not a, like, I, cause this, this buddy was like, like, I, I love him to death, but he was like a like a jokester so I thought he was just lying to me at that point uh-huh. and I was like there's no way I've gone this many years without knowing that there's another Star Wars and then he goes yeah there's also uh, there's a third one and <laughs> I'm just like he's like bro there's two <laughs> and I'm just like you, now you're fucking lying to me this is like something you made he goes no so we, like, we sat down and watched it and I was all about Empire and then I watched uh, the Ewoks and I was less about it but I don't know. Return of the Jedi just didn't really do it for me too much. But what made me fall in love with the series is the fact that fucking Indiana Jones was in it. And that was another obsession <laughs> that I had. I was like, yeah, Harrison Ford is just playing him Indiana Jones in space, essentially. Space Indiana, Indianapolis <laughs> Jones. Indianapolis Jones. Space Minnesota Jones. And I'm all about it. Now, had you, see, had you seen all the Indiana Joneses? I had seen... So I, I had only seen um, Raider... Uh, I think it was Raiders. I think I seen Raiders, and it's, but I was aware of the other ones. I just didn't see them in their entirety. Like I knew they existed, um, and then later, like throughout, I think maybe at that point I saw two of them, but I, I eventually saw all of them, and I knew they were out there. But when the, I heard there were more Star Wars, I was like, "What the fuck is going on? Like this is you're either lying to me or <laughs> my parents are horrible people." And it turns this out before the this is before the prequels too, right? Yes, it was well before the prequels. Prequels, prequels were high school for me. I want to okay. say June. They came out in 98, 99, I think, was The Phantom Menace. I think it's got to be closer yeah. than you think, because if you saw it on VHS, and then so it's before the prequel, it's just that two-year that was, gap. Was Phantom 99? If it was 99, it then was. I was a freshman. It was 99, yeah. So I was a freshman. And then, um, so his sophomore year. Yeah, because I remember I was um, volunteering to collect for the Jimmy Fund at movie theaters. Because uh, with the high school I went to, you had to do a certain amount of community service hours a year to graduate. So the best way to do it Weak. was just to collect for the Jimmy Fund because you just like <laughs> did 10 minutes of work and you watched all the fucking movies you wanted to. So I saw Attack of the Clones 
a whole bunch of times for free, which is nice. fucking great. The only problem is I didn't see it in one sitting, so I had to piece it together <laughs> chronologically. I thought you said the only thing was that I had to see Attack of the Clones a bunch <laughs> of times. That's, I mean, like, I liked it at that point. Like, you know, I was huge into CG, so, like, I, I it was a, a feast for my eyes looking back on it. And not so much now. Um but that's my little story. Um, the, and I, for me, um, kind of opposite of Dave, it was Han Solo that I related to the most for some reason. And I was just like, that guy's cool. I want to be that guy when I grow up. Oh, God. We're, we're Han and Chewie, Greg. We're Han and Jesus Chewy. Christ. Why haven't we cosplayed this before? I we just, could make it work. I just need to not have a son, and I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be okay. Um, spoilers, by the way. <laughs> Uh, favorite moment from the Star Wars saga. So, um, uh, let's go the, all the movies. Yeah. That's, that makes it easy. Yeah. 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 We're going to narrow it down to the movies. movies. Um, all right. Favorite moments. Yeah. The first three are my favorite. Like, like a moment though. Like the, yeah, the, the first the, three are a moment in the, <laughs> the, the first three are my favorite. Try to yeah. figure out which ones. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say... <laughs> I'm gonna say you're 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 going original. You're going trilogy, first trilogy, first three, first three, one, two, yep. and three. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, one, that's two, not three. cool. <laughs> Dave finally. Uh, uh, Chase Mack liked it when uh, Obi Wan got the high the high ground. That was his yes. favorite moment. That was my favorite moment. That's yeah, that's everybody's ground. favorite moment. I've me? only just recently discovered uh, prequel memes on Reddit. Oh, oh yeah, completely. I've completely lost my goddamn mind. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, right Why'd you have to commit to the high a, ground? You could have easily jumped a, around him. Just watching. Going through a, a, a phase about Kiati Monday and his concern oh, for the Wookiees. Oh, <laughs> it's like they'll just take anything and make it work. Uh, Casey, what about you? Favorite uh, moment from the Star Wars Ooh. movies? Seeing Darth Vader unmasked was pretty incredible. Ooh, yeah. I was I know it's so not disappointed. A... Were you like uh were you like like the whole Kevin Smith thing where he ends up being a, a crusty old white guy? <laughs> I mean like yeah, but not to like not the extent of that rant, but like I thought he was gonna look cooler instead of like an a moldy baked potato. <laughs> a moldy skinned baked potato. <laughs> I was just disappointed that it wasn't actually the Bell Atlantic guy. Kids, <laughs> ask your parents what Bell Atlantic is. Um, Thulsa, AKA Thulsa Doom. <laughs> or James Earl Conan. Jones. I just wanted AKA to be James Earl Jones. When it wasn't so a lot. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How come that hasn't been made yet? I'm going to do that tonight. I'm going to work on that. Hey, they, both, <laughs> they both fade away and turn into space ghosts. That's fair. And he, and he de-ages too. Yeah. Yeah. Do they go coast yeah, to coast? Seeing, seeing seeing him unmasked for the first time, seeing like how weak and human he was, it was it was just like as a kid, it was so freaky because he's like the biggest, scariest dude you've ever seen in your whole life, and he totally just tried to kill his kid twice. Yeah. But you know, he just gives that sweet little old man smile. Yeah, and you're kind of like, well, I guess the galaxy's gonna be an all right place after all. <laughs> and, well, then it tell your sister. and then it wasn't. And then it wasn't. But for sister, a while, it was pretty right. good. At least three years since Legends was still a thing back then. Yeah, that's fair. They had three three good years before things went to hell again. Yeah. Um, Dave, what about you? I'm very curious to see what your favorite moment for the movie. So, are. it's definitely from Return of the Jedi, 
when basically Luke and Vader fight each other. It's like towards the end of the fight where um, Vader goes, So, you have a twin sister. Your feelings have betrayed her too. And he says, um, if you do not join the dark side, then perhaps she will. He And like Luke comes out, Darth! And he has like that just like emotional fight with Darth right to the end where he cuts off his freaking hand. Mm. Like, just that, I mean, just that scene alone, especially with the sabers and how Luke is just waving it everywhere just because he wants to take a piece out of like Vader as quick as he can. And he's succumbing to his anger. He's almost going to the dark side says a lot about the two characters and it says a lot about Luke and how much he pulls back after he takes off like uh, Vader's hand. Mm. And there's like and just the music that plays, it's like so epic. It's not a lot. It's just like Gregorian chant pretty much ooh, while they're fighting each other, but it's just such a great scene. It looks so cool to see pretty much. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I like when Harrison Ford punches things. <laughs> when does he God. throw a punch? He punches Lando. He punches a stormtrooper uh, or a scout trooper in Jedi. Yep. Does he throw any punches in the first one? No, I don't, I don't think, think so. he does. I don't know, but the I, first unless you count him punching the, the Falcon. I thought you were gonna say punching a hole in Greedo's chest with a laser, because <laughs> <laughs> he certainly does it that. Um, I think for me, like, my, I don't know what my favorite moment would probably, actually, I'm going to say, um, that cliffhanger in Empire is my favorite moment. Uh, cause oh, yeah, for me, when I saw that and, you know, I was in middle school, but, um, that was one of the first times that I realized in fiction, maybe the bad, the good guys don't always win every movie. Because uh, it just ends, right? And you're just like, wait, mm. but like, what happened to Han? And They like, rescue him and they're just staring out into space. Now he's got a robot hand. Now Luke's got a robot hand and everyone's just okay with this. And Lando is just like, and then I was like, because like, I hadn't seen, even though we had the two VHSs back to back, I didn't watch um, Return of the Jedi right after it. So it was like, I think it was pretty late. So we waited a day or two to watch it. And my brain was just like. Is Lando and Han? I don't like this. I don't know how I feel about this. Like he's pretty cool. like, man. Like vests are even better. Like what the fuck's and like my brain is like reeling. Um, it's a vest so good. Even Lando decided to wear it. That's just yeah, he did. And then that opening too for um, Return of the Jedi was just fucking great. Just like it's like it couldn't have opened any better in my opinion. It was just like what I it was what I wanted, even though I didn't know I wanted that kind of that kind of opening right. with where it's like it's jumped a little bit. And now all of a sudden, freaking um, Luke is more in control of his powers. And it was just it was, it was great. Um, favorite spinoff from the movies in any medium, book, comic, video game, Christmas special. Man. That's good. Um, so I can't believe you actually said Christmas special like we weren't gonna catch it. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. Yeah, you got there. That's because it's uh, excuse me, it's Wookie Life Day, a celebration on Peak okay. Peak for yep. thousands of years. All right, George Lucas, <laughs> whatever you say. Uh, so uh, so I'll go first. Oh, Let me uh, go first this time. 
Um, yeah, you go first, Greg. I, I really it's it's tough for me because it's it's almost a tie. Um, I really like the Clone Wars animated, and it took me a while to get into it. But once I was into it, I was like, this is great. Once it got really dark and gritty, and, and it went there. And then Rebels started, and I was like, this is stupid. This isn't anything like it. And now I really like Rebels because it's getting dark and gritty and really oh nuts. Um, and it's got Thrawn in it. And it's got Thrawn, and Thrawn's savage. He is just ridiculous. And it, we we learned the fate of Darth Maul in it. Like, it ties up all these loose ends really well. And it actually gives an answer, for me anyways, as to why that fight in New Hope between Vader and um, Obi-Wan was so lackluster when we saw them like flipping around and doing gymnastics and all this shit before and um the the other the the third part is i love the force um unleashed games it's just oh yeah it's just like it's it's like what you would imagine god mode to be if you were the star wars universe it's just a good time it's it's fun same what we're just a great job acting out as the apprentice um and like the first one is a great story. The second one story isn't so good, but the mechanics were a lot better. So those three are just like my favorite. Just like get, you know, I, I guess I like the, I don't, I like when it ties into the main story a little bit, but not too, too much, which is cool. Uh, but what about you, Dave? Um, I would have to say it's definitely going to be like a novelization. Um, it's going to be the Darth Bane trilogy. Um, Reason why is because it shows, like, the Sith at their height. Not at their height, but, like, they're on Korriban. They have, like, an academy. They have, like, their own thing going. There's an open war with the Jedi. The Jedi know they exist. It's not like they're a secret of society. And you get to see, like, Darth Bane write the history of the Sith. He creates the rule of two. He single-handedly, without even igniting his saber, kills off all the Sith and a good chunk of the Jedi. Without even like, without even like, shedding blood practically, you know, mm. he hasn't kill each other just with using his like powers of deception and whatnot. Um, and then he takes on an apprentice, Darth Zana, and like they just basically rebuild the Sith. And he and the way he envisions it is like the way they always say it, in like in the in the games or whatever. Like one to embody the power, one to lav- lavish over it. And basically, when the apprentice becomes strong enough, the apprentice battles the master and if the master wins and the apprentice dies but if the apprentice if the apprentice wins that means the apprentice is stronger than the master which means the Sith just gets stronger and stronger and stronger until we got Palpatine mm. or Darth uh, Darth Sidious pretty much um, and it really just goes like shows like it, it shows a lot of the history of the Sith it goes through a lot of like their dark side usage and a lot of stuff they do and how their academy worked and how um the Jedi at this point aren't too dissimilar from like the Sith. Um, they're not the the like holy rollers that we see like in the movies. They're more like just almost as excuse me as power hungry as the Sith lords in a, in a way. Hmm. Interesting. That's really cool. Um, Casey, I'm gonna go with books too. Uh, okay. The Thrawn, the original Thrawn trilogy, Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, and The Last Command um, are really some, I mean, I think they're the hallmark of the absolute best that Star Wars has to offer. Um, And for a long time, I think a lot of people agreed. There's a lot of good stuff that's coming out now um, in terms of novels and comics and you name it, but 
but for a very long time, um, this was the cream of the crop. I'm going to say something else, though, because uh, this was the one thing that really got me wrapped up in all the Expanded Universe stuff. Um, the Dark Empire story. Um, it was published before the Thrawn trilogy came out, but um, it takes place afterward, which is a little weird, um, especially considering there was not a lot of... Uh, it's not like today where you know the lore is like, oh, you can do this, this, and this, when... When the expanded universe was just starting, it's like, yeah, do what you want. We'll, you know, we'll put the pieces together later. But the crux of the story is Palpatine's back. How's he back? He's oh. a clone. It's crazy. And the crazier thing is Luke has gone to him to understand why Vader fell to the dark side. So he's pretending to be Palpatine's new pupil. As Palpatine is raising up this new empire of all the Imperial remnants and whatnot, and he's got these big world devastator machines that just almost eat planets, um, but Luke is so entrenched in trying to understand his father that he falls to the dark side himself. And it gets to a point where at the end of these, where they're confronting Palpatine for the last time, and Leia just, just charges at Luke to try and get him back, he's like, I've fallen too far. Like, I understand, you know, the dark side's touch, but it's it's got me. And it's it, it works on so many levels because, like, you understand that he's just been reaching out for the father he only grew to really understand in the last couple of minutes the guy was alive. Um, but the art is also great. It's a, it's a comic book published by, by Dark Horse, um, also back in the 90s. Uh, written by Tom Veitch and drawn by Cam Kennedy, I think, for all of it? If not most of it. At least the first one. Um, but I highly recommend checking it out. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say it's for everybody. I think a lot of people might find it a little hokey today. Because there, there are a couple... But there are a couple of other things that are in there that are great. Like uh, it's got uh, Jedi Purge survivors. Before, nice. Before that was even really a thing. Because it's like, oh, this is like when the Clone Wars are just some right. mysterious, yeah. mysterious event offhandedly referenced by Obi-Wan once. Um... But it's, yeah, it's just got a lot of cool elements in it. And it features all the characters. It, it's the perfect follow-up to... If you had just finished watching Return of the Jedi as a kid, and some guy was like, hey, here's, you know, 14 comic books. This is what happens after your favorite movie ends. You'd eat it up. Uh, and I totally did. But, like, so here, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> The Purge is such a, like, a joke now, in my opinion. Because, like, <laughs> all of the Jedi that, like, you really care about somehow survived it. I mean, the Purge, it's the one night a year when all yeah. the troopers in the galaxy get to do whatever they want. <laughs> I was hoping From somebody would make a case didn't let me down, dude. I saw your face. I knew you thought it was coming. <laughs> but, like, 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 think about it. Like, Obi-Wan survives. Yoda survives. Ahsoka survives. Quinlan Voss survives. Yep, that's I right. Mean, and then um, all of a sudden now you have these these new, like Rebels introduces Kanan, who like yeah. survived. And granted, he wasn't a Jedi. He was a youngling. How did he survive like freaking Anakin? That's ridiculous. Yeah. He started a new identity, took up with some smugglers. Yeah. He just. Well, he wasn't he wasn't in the temple. He was um, he was actually with his master. Yeah. And his master and told him it, to run. And like, yeah, and the troopers like basically like attacked him and whatnot. Yeah, but like it's it's still kind of like ridiculous that he wasn't there. Was he like in timeout? 
that one? <laughs> what? Like <laughs> in, we mean not the there. So he, so he separated from the other younglings? I think they were they were just sitting around a campfire eating the Star Wars equivalent of canned beans and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, because I think they're like out on a mission with their like their their troopers and stuff. So yeah, that's so why purge, they weren't at the temple. Purge come, the beans hit the ground, and <laughs> there it goes. So master. Oh, and then man. like Bad. all of like the the one thing that like I found pretty interesting about like that whole thing um, is that you assume when you're watching the movies that all of the clone troopers like turned. And for me, that was more devastating thinking about like Rex and all of them like turning just like into robots all of a sudden and killing like their comrades. Or if you were a fan of the Republic Commandos. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then you learn in Rebels that like that didn't happen at all, that like they either dug the chips out of their skulls or they malfunctioned or something. And they were just like, okay, we're we're just going to go live a, a hermit lifestyle as like triplet brothers and that it was just kind of like like i liked it because i love seeing rex and all them again but it's also kind of disappointing too at the same time mm. where it was like it, it any cool thing that they do um that they change they retcon in the lore like i appreciate because like the characters but at the same time it, it diminishes the value for it for me a little bit well it's a double-edged sword when it comes to the purge because back you know before they they killed. They changed. They made legends a thing. There were a lot more purge survivors, yeah. but there were also a lot more stories of Darth Vader cutting down twenty Jedi at a time. <laughs> and now that we're we're just stuck to the canon stuff, there's a lot less survivors and a lot more just dead Jedi <laughs> that just disappeared. Dude, having a double edged sword for purges is so helpful. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> Um. All right. So favorite Star Wars character. This will be a quick one. Whoa! Wait, I didn't get to do mine. Yeah, man. You said the Purge. Oh, god damn it. Okay. <laughs> nah, go for it. Go <laughs> but really, it's Bounty Hunter for PS2 or Sotor. Yeah. That Django. That's right. That's right. Um, even First though level fight in the even league, though I know that shit. That was like one of the most frustrating video games I've ever played. But that game was just so fun. Just so I fun. I touched that yet. I put I got that on my PS4 when it was like on super sale. I just haven't touched it. Oh, touch it. Yeah. <laughs> Appropriately or inappropriately, would you say? Both. Any way you yes. wish. Anyway, okay, good, good, good. All right, you that's hear it. That, Any way you want it, that's the way you need it. Any way you want it. Um, cool. So let's let's go favorite characters. Uh Casey. Canon or Legends? Ooh, good good Ooh. answer. That's a good question. Yeah. Let's stick with Canon on this one. The answer would almost be the same, but yeah. uh, I'm going to go with Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. yeah. Well, let, me, let me ask you this He's before, before you go any further. Um, I meant to ask you when we talk about the Thrawn books. Was the depiction of Thrawn in Rebels surprising to you, or were you like, yeah, nope, that's what I was envisioning? Yeah, no, they they did it essentially pitch perfect. Okay, cool. Huh. Um, and it the cool thing about the show is that it follows right up after the book uh, that Zahn wrote, you know, as to tie into Rebels and make everything really work together. But reading the new book, it like it adapts all the all this similar stuff, like him astronomically, you know, working his way up through the Imperial Academy and you know being found on a random jungle planet, you know, in exile from the Chiss ascendancy. So much of this is like it's very similar to the stuff that I've read before. So it's kind of like he took all the best stuff in his old work and then recanonized it. So he's practically like the exact same character. He's still got the obsession with art. 
Um, there's a very strong difference with how he treats subordinates and failure compared to Darth Vader. Like, all that core Thrawn stuff is still there. And that hasn't changed. But the best part of seeing Thrawn in Rebels being voiced by um, my uh, Mickelson, mm-hmm. he just... I always imagine Thrawn with um, David Warner's voice, okay. who, if you don't know, he's um, Ra's al Ghul in the old Batman cartoon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah. So you could just see Thrawn where it's like, ah, hello, Rebels. <laughs> like, just very, like, just have that, like, snooty, really imperial air about him, even though he's an alien. But Mickelson delivers it with such this reserved, like, calculating, terrifying presence. And for me, that really makes him come alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. he's totally like the almost like the Lex Luthor of like the Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. You, I will take them apart. Peace. by You just peace. don't it's, fuck with them. That scene um, when they're trying to figure out. So all the, re- the rebels were sabotaging all of the Imperial like technology. And he f- was trying to figure out who it was. So he had like a defect. He found a defective unit. So he had the engineer who was doing it ride it. Until it was about to blow up, the engineer's like, "Oh no, it's messed up. I messed up. I just have to get off of it." And he's like, "No," and he just turns up the speed, and the dude just blows up on the bike. I was like, "They can't. This is a kid. They can't. They can't do this." <laughs> they got away with a lot of stuff in that yeah, show, like do. decapitations and whatnot. It's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, I, I applaud them, but yes, Thrawn. Right. He's the cool, calculating mastermind of the Star Wars universe. You know, in Legends, he. He practically brought the New Republic to its knees. Um, you know, he's not like this perfect, like all-knowing character. He has flaws, but he's got—he's a character that's as much driven by his intelligence as he is driven by passion. Mm. And I think that's great to have in a villain. Absolutely, hell yeah, uh, Jason. So, are we talking about canon, movie, non-movie? What are we doing? Which uh, character? Well, let's uh, canon. Movie, like, you know, movie, Rebels, Clone Wars, you know, whatever's uh, comics that are more current that are considered in continuity. Okay. Well, I mean, my favorite character overall is going to be Bubble Farts. I mean, Boba Fett. But... (laughs) God God um, damn it, Jason. You're doing this to hurt me, man. I know. I know, Dave. (laughs) Sometimes you got to do it for comedy. Um, E.T., now hear me out. E.T. <laughs> hear me out. That's in continuity. Yep. Yeah, he's in. He's in Phantom Menace. Yeah, that's right. Or they are in Phantom Menace. Yeah, that's right. And you see a whole group of them at the uh, at what the Senate. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole bunch of them there. It's E.T. 100 percent all the way through. What I mean, if the guy loves Reese's Pieces? So do I. E.T. So like like like, like let, let's let's play like little let's play a little Ouch. game on this one. Let's say that E.T. is actually in continuity, right? That would mean that during the purge, E.T. because the 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 theory is that E.T. is a, also a Jedi, right? I remember reading that on the internet, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so he figures out what's going to happen. He jumps on a spaceship, somehow gets knocked through not only space but time itself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the like in the far future, right? Because it's a long long time ago in a galaxy far yeah. far away so yeah. it ends up in the 80s yes and eats candy i think he got off pretty easy yeah i think maybe it's a pretty... elliot is force sensitive and he's just reaching out to the only to his fellow <laughs> that's what phoning home is that's it that's it 
They've got to reach out with the force. That's it. And like when his finger glows, it's all the midichlorians concentrated in one one God spot. damn it. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. exactly. No. You thought we we're gonna get away with not talking about what if what so. if oh, God no what if um Elliot is the actual last Jedi? That's oh all I'm saying. God. Confirmed. Yeah, let's let's widen it's this. Confirmed. Let's widen this. Other <laughs> Jedi in movies. Carrie, possible future Sith Lord. <laughs> oh God. But that's not like you can't. You gotta like. You can't just oh, bring man. random movies into it. You gotta like Kevin Gene. Bacon. Six she's, degrees of separation. Gene Gray. Least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, we're doing this. Let's do this right. Maybe the Ark of the Covenant, <laughs> Indiana Jones. Was really a Sith artifact, considering what it did when they opened and looked mm-hmm. at it. It's a because holodrive. you do see an R two D two and C three PO like in hieroglyphs in one of the Indiana Jones movies. I forget which one it is. It might have been like Raiders of the Lost Ark or like Temple Doom one of the two. But you do see like their hieroglyphs in the background. Mm-hmm. You you know what is an actual Sith artifact though is uh, the DVD copy of Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. So yeah, <laughs> it's true. That is just horrible. I I, I, I once put that movie near. Um, a new hope and lights started going off and like it was really <laughs> weird. I had to separate them. It was odd. I started hearing voices. It was weird. Um, so just don't put them next to each other because it's not, shit started it's, talking and rewind. Say the fourth movie in a trilogy is <laughs> unnatural. <laughs> um, yeah. Can you I watch this fourth movie? <laughs> not. Not illegal. So my Let my me favorite tell character. You the tragedy of Steven Spielberg, the wise. <laughs> uh, my favorite character. To get back on track. Um, is not who you think it is. Like it, before Rebels, it was Han Solo, but then they did what I thought would not be possible, and they combined. They just made Han Solo and gave him force powers, and I was like, that's yeah. the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. So Kanan Jarrus is your Kanan favorite Jarrus because not character? only um. Is like when I first saw him, I was like, "You're just you're, you're cool. You, you just have life figured out." Because he's got that like kind of brooding thing going on, but he's also kind of a jackass, um, and you know he's just trying to like figure things out. And then he becomes blinded, and then he gets this like Obi Wan kind of feel to him, which was really fucking cool. So he's just getting like we're getting all these cool characters just rolled up into one, and we still don't know what his fate is going to be. Like I'm pretty sure that Ezra is gonna end up going dark side, and that's gonna be his biggest failure. And he's not gonna have Kanan's not gonna have a happy ending. But you know, it, it just further adds to that character. Like for for someone who was brought into was brought into existence for a show that, for all intents and purposes, started off just being made to sell toys, and then evolving into this like dark kind of corner of the star wars universe we'd like to take the time to remind you star wars transformers actually do exist god <laughs> oh god why'd you remind oh, me oh god you're right but, um, it brings toyetic to the ultimate but like degree. but like for the you know that's why these started and that's why the they didn't do clone wars anymore that's why you know they wanted to kind of bring it up to speed because you know all the the new trilogies were coming out and things like that um and they just like took the time and effort to develop these characters and Kanan was one of them. Like even Ezra's kind of changing up a little bit. Um, but Kanan I think has evolved the most out of all of them and Sabine now too, for sure. But Kanan was just cool. Um, but Han Solo is like a close fucking second just cause he's just like, he's shot first. He's just the man. Like he, <laughs> he, he also has changed quite a bit throughout 
the trilogy too from being someone who will is merciless just like mercilessly killing people just like to save his own hide to sacrificing his hide to save other people um although if i have to if i have to adjust my nerd spectacles really quick in the original star wars han is the only one who shoots that's fair that's fair Hmm. yeah which makes it even more yeah. of a badass. Yeah, I mean, he had this like yeah. John Wayne thing going about him, like first, right? Like, yeah, you know, just shoot first, ask questions later, if at all, and just go about go about your life, and you know, just try to get the next uh, the next smuggling bounty. Essentially, I've been dreaming about this for a long time. So yes, I bet you yeah. have. All right, so here's here's um, actually this next point we all kind of fucking answered except Jay's Mac. But like I'm gonna let it go because it was next point was favorite non movie Star Wars character, but we pretty much mostly said non Star Wars movie characters. Hey, I got another answer for that too. Yeah. Uh, Et go with G- Et. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fucking fair. No man, what about Dash Rendar? Huh? He's the Ooh. Han Solo that you control. No, Ooh. forget him. I forgot He's about. Dumb, I forgot about cable shoulder pads over cool. there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh no. My one of my other favorites, I mean, you gotta give a shout out to Mara Jade, who's yeah. like the queen of expanded universe characters. Yeah. yeah. Um and I think she had a purple lightsaber before Samuel L. Jackson did. I have no idea. I think so. Could be. Go anyway. Ahead. Um another great character I really like is Jaina Solo, who is sort of in as much as uh Ben Solo in the current films is kind of like Jason Solo. Ray is sort of like Jaina, especially if they end up being brother and sister. Um, I hope not. I fucking hope not. There was just there was a lot of cool stuff about her in that you know her brother falls to the dark side, so it's it's almost like a repeat or like what a what could have been with between Luke and Leia. You know, if one of them ended up turning and joining Vader at some point. Um, and it's sad because she spends so much of her, like, as an adult now, having fought alongside him in the Yuzon Vong War and the Dark Nest Crisis and all this other shit that's going on. Way too much stuff. Like, we're talking 40 ABY, my man. Mm. Um, but she's trained by Boba Fett to kill other Jedi. Like, it that's was cool. that. She's an ace pilot just like her dad. Like, there's so many cool qualities about her. And she ends up fighting Jason and Solo to the death. Or Darth Cadus, I guess. But another one with a purple lightsaber. Very cool. And a character who actually earned her own action figure years after being in publication. Mm. And never really having a visual representation in most stuff. But she's, you know, she's like she's like her dad if her dad was Jedi. Hmm. Although she ends up marrying some jerk. So she's like Kanan. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I guess. I, there's just a lot about her that I really liked. I mean, I read those Legacy of the Force books for years because they kept putting them out. Um, but I've always liked her a whole lot. Good call, Casey. Yeah. Wow. I, All right, so I'm proud of you, buddy. Let's let's flip this question then. A favorite movie character, not E.T. Oh. Chewbacca, <laughs> obviously. Well, it's uh, it's between two. Obviously, light side and dark side. Yeah. Chewbacca. Yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. let's, let's, let's amend it. Yeah. Light side, dark side. Favorite in movie characters. So Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. And of course, the one and only Darth Vader. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I got a new appreciation from for Vader, not only from Rogue One, 
Uh, but from that Rebels fight with uh, Ahsoka where you see his, like, Sith eye through the mask. Oh, yeah. And how dead it is. And, like, uh, so fucking cool. And he, he wasn't a uh, skinned, moldy old potato. It was great. Um, yeah. Casey, what about you? Uh, another... Well, okay, I picked a... Just movie characters? Just movie characters. Mm. One light side, one dark side. One light side, one dark side. All right. Um... Well, not even dark side per se, just good guy, bad guy. Yeah, good guy, bad guy. I've got a real soft spot for General Grievous. I think his design Ooh. is actually really great. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Grievous. I know yeah. we're going... I, listen, I'll be the last person to, to reach into the, the dark, dark depths of the prequels. But I think they had some pretty solid bad guys in general. I mean, you have... No, they did. You're right. You have Darth Maul, this gold, the gold dust of, of Sith Lords. <laughs> then you've got Count Dooku, the Dracula of Sith Lords. Count Dooku, yeah. Literally. And then, you've, and then you've got General Grievous, who's not a Sith Lord, but, I mean... Greg will be the one to tell you, big fan of the, well, any Clone Wars, I'm sure, but just that show. He's terrifying in it. He's scary as hell. He's a giant robot man with four arms, a, a scary voice, I mean, and he's all white, which is weird for a villain. Um, I will say my favorite Sith Lord has probably got to be Palpatine, because Ian McDermott just hams it up. Yes. He, and it's not it's not something that's just limited to the unlimited power yes. of the prequels. Yeah. I am the Senate. <laughs> like it's you know, even in the when you get to Return of the Jedi, it's like uh, you know, your overconfidence is your weakness, your majesty. Your faith in your friends is yours. It's like, <laughs> oh, just hit him with that shade. <laughs> that's the power of the dark side. Um, light side. Uh, let me. I'm gonna go with Lobot. 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 Right. No. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> uh, I I'm gonna go with Luke. Uh, okay. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, he's whiny. You know, even when he is a Jedi, he's not really that cool compared to the other Jedi you end up seeing. But if you look at the whole span of his character and what I'm Dying to see in episode 8, because, I mean, seeing him as an old retired Jedi Master is already going to be amazing. You just think about all the training he did on his own, all the progress he's done behind the scenes, just everything he's lost, everything that he's desired. It's like, you grow up without a dad, your adoptive parents get killed, your favorite mentor dies, this girl you really like turns out to be your sister, your dad turns out to be the evil dude all along. It's just like nonstop of tragedy. You know, you get captured by an evil Yeti. I mean, it's like even the small things, <laughs> you know, add up in the long run. But he overcomes all of it and he becomes like the last Jedi. He's the return of the Jedi. And at the when you see him at the end of that movie where he's just like resigned to now there's peace. Look at all these ghosts who are like, yeah, buddy. You did it for reals. <laughs> it just strikes me in a really great <laughs> GG. Place where it's like, yeah. When I turned tw when I turned twenty four, I was upset that Luke Skywalker had done all this stuff in his life and killed his dad, and I still haven't done that. I mean, you're st you're, you're, <laughs> you're still mad that you haven't killed your dad? dad? Which one? <laughs> that's, a, that's. I mean, listen. That's, that's just, what it's everyone a small part of the larger that. picture. <laughs> I haven't become a Jedi Master. I haven't killed my dad, and I've never done my time at a moisture farm. I mean, I mean, like you, you could do that right now. I would recommend it, but like, yeah. Well, look, 
It's too late. It's too late now. It's past it's that too mark. Late for me. Tell your sister um, you were right. Yeah, okay. Uh, fucking um <laughs> Jay Smack, what about you? Uh it's hard, man. I think my favorite uh my favorite Sith Lord is obviously Jar Jar Binks. Damn it, um, I was gonna say that. <laughs> I knew it. I knew someone so was. Man. I knew we weren't going to make it out of this podcast without someone saying Jar Jar Binks Sith Lord. It's the greatest fan theory to ever exist. Oh my god. So it's perfect. not wrong in many ways. Yeah. Uh, it's the Toby theory from Naruto. He's like this stupid, lovable idiot who turns out to be the <laughs> evil guy. Um, no, I want to say, I want to say there's a great dynamic between Boba Fett and, and Han. You know, and I think that I can't, I can't let that be ignored. Um, even though Boba Fett's kind of just following, you know, where the money is. He's not necessarily evil. He's just a, he's a bounty hunter. He does what he wants to do. Um, he's still a detriment to, to the good guys, right? <clears throat> or the not so good guys, but the guys you're rooting for. So I would say those two. The scoundrels, if you will. Yeah, yeah, the scoundrels. He's trying to fuck with their party, you know? So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, For me, I'm going... Uh, good guy Han, obviously, because he's the fucking man, and he's just quick on his feet and all that. Uh, for Darkseid, I don't know, man. In all honesty, like I want to see Darth Maul, but like the only cool stuff I like about Darth Maul are all in not in the movies, so like yeah, kind of takes that out. Um, I also kind of want to say Vader, but that's kind of I feel like you know, like no offense to you, Dave, but that this feels kind of like the generic bad guy answer even though in rogue one he fucking he just killed it he, right he's got a presence that really speaks yeah. for himself yeah. um and then his one-liners infamous across the galaxy stand-up comedy good old vader um i don't i don't really apology accepted captain yeah. um maybe Dude, I just don't have a bad guy, favorite bad guy that's in the movies. I'm surprised you're not, like, at least in the series, not a fan of, like, the Inquisitors. But, like, I, I, we're sick into Like, I like the Inquisitors. They're cool. And especially, like, uh, the first one that, that died, like, the Inquisitor. Uh, especially mm-hmm. figuring out what his past was and all that stuff. That was really cool. But I'm trying to stick to movies. And Not even and Jabba the Hutt? Not even. Like, Jabba is just, like, a face. He's such a fat fuck. I hate that guy. Greg, stop dancing around the issue. Tell us why you love Newt Gunray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, that guy. Um, yeah, man, I just don't have. I'm I'm sure I'll wake up tomorrow morning. I'm like, Fuck that one. That's thunder in my end, boys. Holy shit! Wow, sorcery. They don't the the gods don't like that. I don't have a favorite dark side going on right now. Yeah. Um, another favorite light side though, K2SO. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he's really good. Yeah, I fucking love that guy. That guy was great. I almost forgot about the characters in uh, Rogue One somehow. Yeah, well, it's so weird, right? Because it's so recent, but then it takes place in this weird part of the timeline, and I feel right. like it kind of gets forgotten a lot. It's, I mean, you, a lot of people are claiming, you know, they say it's it's their favorite, the best Star Wars movie out of all of them. Not necessarily true for me, but you know, certainly certainly valid for a lot. Of, I think it was just darker than a lot of people thought, and grittier, and more grounded. And that was yeah. a big appeal for a lot of fucking people. <laughs> I can't wait to catch the end of that movie, by the way. The end? Yeah. No, I yeah. fell asleep, remember? 
Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about. That. I forgot you were in the seat in front of me. But how? That was. So oh man, funny. I ate so much food and had a beer before. I was sleepy. It was warm in a theater, and there's the recliners. It's a very forgivable incident. It's a winning combination, <laughs> <laughs> or a losing combination. God only knows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was it, snoring too. And speaking of losing combinations, guess what time it is, boys? It's secret. It's time for the secret question. That's right. Wayne's nice. world. Nice. I saw you there. That was cool. Um, so tonight we talked about it. You know, it's it's the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. So we talked all Star Wars favorite moments from movies, uh, canon, non-canon, um, all that good good stuff that we're going through. Um, but for the secret question, I kind of want, want to take a step into the future. Um, Ooh. Gentlemen, I want your best who or what is Ray's lineage theory. So it's not even really, it's more of like a secret theory, I guess you would say. Um, but I, I really want to know who you think Ray is, why, and make a strong argument for it. Uh, and we are going to start with Dave this time. So, two theories are my favorite. Nope, just one. Yeah. No, oh, you, you got to pick, pick one. one. You got to pick one. Because there's not that many out there, and there's four of us. All right, you got a point. Okay. So, my favorite theory of the two is that she's actually related to Palpatine. Okay. Um, she's not a daughter. She's not his daughter, but somehow related to Palpatine at Lineage of the Force. So basically, maybe her parents weren't really force sensitive, but she was. Um, the parents kind of realized she was, considering what what Palpatine was. They brought her to Luke, so it explains why she is so powerful with the Force, because she, excuse me, she comes from like that 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 Palpatine lineage. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. Well, what what are like arguments for like like. How did this theory come? So the out? like, so basically, someone was based. Someone looked at her fighting style with the lightsaber, mm-hmm. and looked at um, Palpatine's fighting style with lightsaber, and how he fought Yoda, or how he fought like Mace Windu and all those other guys. And a lot of the movements she does are very similar to a lot of the movements he does when he's fighting those characters. Now, one could say it just could go goes towards like the choreography, which it most likely does, but she does a lot of things that he did, and also like Anakin's saber, it calls to her. Um, if, why would it call to her if she's not a Skywalker? You know, it would call to her because she's somehow related to Palpatine when Palpatine in the backwards canon or like in like the backstories of the canon created Anakin with the, with the Metachlorians. So it's calling to her because she is related to that lineage that created the original owner of that lightsaber. Okay. Hmm. So it is um, Ray is Ray Palpatine is is that theory? Ray Palpatine. Yeah. Cool. Um, Casey, what about you? Well, mine is first of all just bringing up Plagueis for a second. Does anybody else imagine him on a cooking show where he's like Emeril Lagasse, where he's like, you put a little bit of clay and you put, it, bam, got a Sithlord. Like, <laughs> he's already got one pair in the oven, just ready to come out. Okay, now forget it. Uh, no, my favorite no. theory. You should have kept going. God damn it. Oh, come on. I can't. We're running out of time. Um, my my favorite theory is um, that Ray is the reincarnated spirit of Anakin Skywalker. 
Um, it works on a lot of levels. There's a lot of explanations that you can kind of cheese your way in, but the strong ones are um, the lightsaber calling out to her. She made the damn thing in a past life. Mm -hmm. It's not enough that she's just a Skywalker and that there's that bloodline lineage. It's like, that's her lightsaber. Um, huh. She kind of looks like Shmi a little bit. I don't know if that's she just does. my brain being a little weird. Looks a little like Anakin's mom. I don't know. Is it a coincidence? Maybe totally. Maybe not. Um, I feel like Leia can sense a present, like a connection between her like, with her, through the Force, but, and Han's not Force-sensitive, but Han doesn't get that same kind of connection, which is the only reason why I don't think that she could be their kid, for example. Mm. So that's more a reason of knocking off another possible idea to put this one in place. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think she's, um, I hope she's not, like, a twin, or, like, you know. But, but for, but for me, what, what brings it full circle is, it's a it's a story the Star Wars has always been a story about a father and a son. And I think that if Ray ends up being the reincarnation of Luke's father, he gets the chance on some level to to have that connection that he never had when his father was alive. Mm -hmm. And if it and if it gives him a chance to change his family legacy to one of heroes again, I think it's something that, despite you know his doom and gloom and what we've seen in the trailer so far, I think it is his shot at redemption as well. So I think on a, on a lot of storytelling levels, her being the reincarnation works. Um, but you know, I mean, it's probably weird, you know, transgender reincarnations, little little wacky, especially when you've already got ghosts and stuff, and nobody else has ever been reincarnated in Star Wars, as far as we know. Um, but the Force is a fickle thing, and it's also made of bullshit well, and made of Technically, Plagueis <laughs> is, re is like, that's a form of reincarnation, what Plagueis does, right? Yeah. Jump from body to body. Creating and, um, also in Knights of the Old Knights of the Republic, at the, um... Whoa, Dave. Stop talking about that. Wow. Republic. The gods don't like it. Yeah. So, yeah, the new expansion of, um... <laughs> The Old Republic, what was it? Uh, Knights of the Fallen Empire. Yeah. Um, the Sith Lord in that, that's how he's immortal. He does like some kind of weird reincarnation where I think he always has two sons. Whichever one is the strongest, it kills the other one. He jumps into their body, so he keeps on living. Wow. Sick. Uh, Jason Mack. So, Casey, if I get it right, I think what you're saying is that's kind of like an Avatar The Last Airbender kind of oh, reincarnation. Say oh, I should have led with that. That would have made it sound so much better. Right? Like, I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Greg, I'm pretty sure you're going to hate me for this because I'm oh, stealing gonna, it right from your brain. You're going to fucking steal my thing, aren't you? I sure am. Obi-Wan's granddaughter. Oh, yep. <laughs> she is a Kenobi for sure. God um, damn it. And <laughs> I knew it was coming. there's Good two reasons it. why why this is the case one and greg i'm stealing it straight from your brain there is no other Damn. english accented jedi since obi-wan that's true right here's point number two <laughs> when daisy was being interviewed it said ren fucking kenobi <laughs> below as her title and i think I think it was like extra or somebody like that fucked it up and they actually got an inside scoop and they knew what was going on. Either that or it was photoshopped. I'm going with she's Kenobi though. 
So I'm going with she's a Kenobi. Um, English, the British accent, absolutely. That's one, that's one of my, my heavy arguments. But there's also, um, for me, just like Casey was saying, it, Star Wars has always been about a father and a son, whether it's biological or not. Rebels, Kanan is a father figure to Ezra. You have, oh, yeah, you have true. Luke and you have um, Darth Vader. Um, and actually, one might even argue that Anakin turned to Vader because he didn't have a father at all, right? And hmm. as best as... What are you talking about? He's got the dad <laughs> As best as, best as um, Obi-Wan <laughs> tried to be a father figure, Obi-Wan was a bit of a jackass himself, too. Like, he wasn't... Like, he turned... In episode two, he turned kind of a little more responsible, but he and... and in Clone Wars, they heavily suggested that he was sleeping around the galaxy. Like, he had, like, all these little girlfriends everywhere, even though he wasn't supposed to be doing it. And I like to imagine that Obi-Wan is kind of like the older brother who's forced to step into the father role yeah. because he also doesn't have yeah. one. Um, yeah. So, I'm not saying that she's his daughter, per se, but maybe granddaughter might be a little more accurate. To the time that frame. would make more sense, especially age wise, yeah, yeah. But like, certainly a relation to, and think of like the the symbolism behind that. So the Kenobis are what's symbolism. responsible for the downfall of the Skywalkers. Dude. Imagine yeah. this being like you know, it's a Kenobi that is responsible for the redemption of them. Wow. Like it's, oh, gosh, the Hatfields and McCoys in a galaxy far, far away. Jesus Christ. It just feels right. And I've never, like, subscribed to the idea of, like, you know, her and freaking Lincoln Park over there, our brother and sister. Like, it just... <laughs> that took a <Yeah>. while. <laughs> um, it just, like, it didn't feel right. It it it. it Seems like lazy writing to me, a but also like you would know, like Han Solo would know his daughter, right? right. Like that would be right off the bat. And the fact that Han figured out who she was a little bit later, and Maz was kind of like, "Who is she?" And then they cut away instead of yeah. just being like, "She's my daughter," and like cut, you know, that having that be that. They decided to draw it out a little bit more. And then they play Twin Sons. She's my daughter. <laughs> um, also, you might be wondering, like, you know, why if she's a Kenobi, why is the lightsaber calling? Why does it come to her when she calls it, right? Obi-Wan had that for fucking long. Obi-Wan probably had that lightsaber in his possession longer than Anakin had it in his possession. Hmm. Yeah, Almost Obi-Wan so. had it for at least 18, 19 yeah. years. Yeah. Just put it in his treasure chest. So some might, I mean, I would make that argument that it's fucking his huh. more than it is Anakin's at that point. And you know what another, another theory is that no one brought that? up, um, which is one of my favorite theories, is that Ray isn't related to any of all these characters that we love or like want to be like in the yeah. series. She's actually the daughter of two students that Luke had hmm. that were powerful in the Force that he wanted to take over the the Jedi temple after he, cause he wanted to stop being a, a teacher pretty much. So basically they were going to take over the Jedi temple. Ben got upset because like, wait a minute, that's, that's my legacy It is my legacy to take over the temple. It is my legacy to be the one that teaches everybody. Yeah. So that's what 
forced them to the dark side and what brought them back to the temple to slaughter. But everyone. then, like, so here's here's my argument against that. I I don't dislike that idea, but like the way they're playing it up, like a story like that would be prime for a comic spinoff, right? Like you read more about That's true. through there. Um, oh, I'm so hungry for the Star Wars comics yeah, that come out after right? episode eight. But like, so like a lot of I think a lot of my thinking goes into how the mystery was presented and not the mystery itself. Like, like why even bring it? Why have Maz even say the line? Who's the girl? If that's her story, because that's so convoluted to put into a movie. Yeah, and especially the way the Star Wars movies like they do kind of like to be a little more direct with their their story elements and things like that. And if and if true. there is a, a twist, it does kind of come out of left field, right? Like the whole Darth Vader's Anakin Skywalker. Like when you're watching that, that just came out of left. Like there's no like reason for you to think that until that point. One thing I love is to is asking older people who had seen it in theaters, like, what did you think of that when you're a yeah. kid and you're watching it? And they're like, oh, I thought he was lying. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a bad guy. Like you have no reason to believe that he's telling the truth and. Can you imagine having to wait three years to get that confirmation from Obi Wan? It's like, oh yes, it is your father. Like, like, oh shit. Well, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and with that, we're that... lucky Mark Hamill does not have the mouth of a sailor because you can only imagine what he would have said right then and there. Uh, yeah, right. And with that, that, that's that's it. We're we're out of time. That's it. That's uh, oh. that's. That's all the time that we have for this week, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're listening live on twitch.tv slash every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or if you're listening to it a little bit after on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, I almost said Twitter. We don't broadcast on Twitter. It's stupid. Uh, Google Play, all that good stuff. We could. And uh, maybe maybe even maybe on the Facebook page. Sometimes we put it on there. Sometimes we put it on uh, the YouTube channel. Uh, remember to always, you know, feel free to leave a, leave a comment, leave a rating on any one of those mediums that you listen to us on. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what we appreciate. If there's something you want us to talk about coming up, let us know that. And also... Not a lot of people read this in the little comments on the on the podcast, but if you have a secret question that you want to ask us and try to stump us, feel free to uh, tweet at us, message us on Facebook, email, carrier pigeon, smoke signal, um, mm. phone home. Just gather those midichlorians into your finger. <laughs> Telegraph. And just like, God damn it, Greg. God damn it. Had to, had, oh. to, had to get that last one in there. God damn it, man. Just, Elio. Elio. God damn This has been issue number 101. Everyone, we will see you next time, or we will see you another time. It's a trap. And may the force be with you. And also also with you. you. Oh. (laughs)